Kessler here from Grunthal. Paul Kingsley with the 30-second board to five. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallup. Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fox Racing Canada, Phoenix Handlebars, Guts Racing, 204 Skate Shop, and Throttle Syndicate make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fox Racing Canada. Go to the website, memorize the catalog, go to your local dealer like Maple Grove or maybe uh, uh, JC Power Sports, and uh, go get yourself fitted head-to-toe, the best protective equipment you can find from Fox Racing Canada. Also on board with us is WUSA, Ken Roxon, you, you running WUSA wheels to become the first world world supercross champion of the brand new series just this last weekend uh, and you can get some special pricing if you mention big mx radio when you contact wusa to get your set of brand new wheels also on board with us is phoenix handlebars you can sell you can save 15 percent on phoenix handlebars with big mx 15 at checkout and last but not least we also have guts racing what can what else can be said about guts racing seat covers and seat bases and the foams themselves they have lightweight foams uh and everything else in between different densities for uh for whatever you want on your motorcycle to get that extra special feel and uh yeah you need to go uh, and andy greg would appreciate if you guys go over to the website get something ordered and get it today i am your host brad gebhardt with us on the line a very special guest someone i've wanted to have on the podcast for quite some time now finally able to connect uh via social media now he's on the show he's a fox racing canada athlete t parrot how's it going not bad man how are you doing not bad, man. How is the Birdman this particular Tuesday afternoon? Uh, it's a pleasure to finally have you on the show, my friend. Yeah, I'm doing good. Just uh, just hanging outside the shop here at work, and uh, yeah, taking a Tuesday, getting ready for uh, getting ready for the arena cross this weekend. Getting ready, Calgary. The like, it's going to be a it's a beautiful city. It's going to be a gorgeous track. The Triple Crown Series rolls into town for not one but two nights of high-flying arena cross action. Uh, I know you've been training uh, quite a bit for this, getting yourself ready uh, off of the heels of a pretty successful summer for you as well. Uh, how excited are you to, to roll into uh, some arena cross action and get those stands packed for you? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I mean, uh, first first time being able to race on a team in my home city uh unfortunately we didn't have outdoors here this year but uh exciting to have all my friends and family and uh everyone i've grown up racing with being able to come out and watch this weekend and uh go have some fun make it through the weekend in one piece is kind of my goal so should be sweet speaking of which how bogus is it that they didn't have a national at wild rose this year it's honestly one of the crown jewels 
of the the series. It's so close to Cine Center. It gives the opportunity for people who might not otherwise come to a race in, say, like Pilot Mound, for instance, which is two and a half hours from the edge of Winnipeg, let alone the center of Winnipeg. Um, and honestly, a track that uh, like guys like yourself can really shine on. Obviously, you, you put in some good results elsewhere throughout the series. But uh, uh, I was disappointed not to, to see the series not come back to Wild Rose. Uh, a great track in Canadian motocross, and hopefully it'll be back on the series at some point. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was pretty disappointed in it. Um, kind of kind of a letdown with what we ended up having for an Alberta series. Um, Calgary is such an unbelievable facility, and um just offers quite a bit of benefits for us local calgary guys like myself and like keelan mest and josh Gedek. like keelan's had some good runs in calgary and it's been uh been a place i've wanted to race and this year having the opportunity to race for man luck i was really hoping for it but uh fortunately didn't happen but it's apparently rumors of calgary next year so fingers crossed on that one Fingers, toes crossed, everything else in between, my friend. Yeah. But before we get too far into analyzing the ins and outs of what made your summer so successful and how you're going to put your best foot forward this weekend in Arena Cross, let's get no, let's get to know uh, T. Parrot, the the motocross racer, the athlete, the uh, the motocross enthusiast. Where does this story begin for you? Uh, how did you get into, introduced to the sport of motocross? And uh, I'm, I'm sure you've been racing around Alberta for quite some time before you came across the uh, the national series. Yeah, I mean, uh, my grandfather bought me a quad. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. Bought me a quad. We had to go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I was pretty young. I was like four or five, maybe. Grandpa okay, we'll allow it. We had to go get some. Parts for uh, parts for it, and went into Sitesco uh, Motorsports in Oktoks, which uh, JC Sites actually used to run. So, okay, um, went in there, fell in love with a dirt bike instantly. Um, came home one day, and Dad bought me a, a little PW80, and was sitting out at the end of the driveway. So, from there on, I've just been attached to it ever since. I haven't gone a day in my life without thinking about dirt bikes, or looking at dirt bikes, or watching dirt bike YouTube. So. It's been in pretty much uh, my entire life since I was six years old. So, um, yeah, I quite quite enjoy it. Since the tender age of six on a PW80, I myself started on a Suzuki DS80, had the light on the front and the world's longest exhaust system coming out the back. If I could find a decent condition one, one today, I'd spend well well over $2,000 on it, which is, a, which is guaranteed more than the original suggested MSRP. But that's just how things go when you, you get so attached to a motorcycle, you want it back in your life. And, and so it, it's kind of cool that you've been sort of, I'm, I'm sure you've probably ridden some other manufacturers throughout the years or maybe you haven't but uh started on yamaha today or back then and you are still on yamaha to this day uh racing your 450 to uh some pretty impressive finishes this last summer in the nationals yeah i mean uh yamaha has always been treating me well so uh been able to stick with them for this long has been a, a pretty pretty great experience i've never had anything bad to say about a blue bike so i'm uh, pretty fortunate on that so you'd mentioned uh, from the age of six, like motocross on your mind, nonstop, uh, left, right, and center. Uh, how old are you? 23. Just turned 23. 
23 years young, still a kid. But uh, so who who are who are the posters of? Uh, we're about we're 10 years apart. I'm about to turn 34. So who was who are on the the posters on the walls? I assume that uh, instead of wallpaper, you just had like uh, posters of like tea dags and uh, Ryan the new Flockhart on an OTSFF uh, Suzuki. Maybe that's way before your time. But who who is on the walls? Yeah, I definitely had those guys up there. Um, oh man, hard to say. Fasciati, um, yeah, all those guys. Meston, Keen was up on the wall. I mean, that guy was a huge, huge influence on my motocross career. I, uh, He's gonna feel old hearing that. Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, my old man used to work for his dad, so we uh, we're always kind of close family friends in that sense. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, there's some big uh, Moffenbier. Moffenbier was always a a guy I really looked up to in that in that sense. So, yeah, there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys back that that uh, influenced me to pursue and keep pursuing this this sport. No doubt, a couple, a lot of guys back then, and the, a lot of those guys are still doing it now. Of course, Tyler Medaglia racing as recently as uh, this last. Uh, motocross does nations his ninth appearance i hope he gets an opportunity to do it for a tenth time i think that'd be cool to go into the double digits um so like when did you t parrot start to realize that hey i got some skills at this i i might be able to uh kind of chase the dream a little bit further than most uh a lot further than a guy like myself who's basically been a lifetime b rider when did you feel like you actually like you know what I, I might be able to uh, sharpen these skills a little bit, show out for some sponsors, and uh, and, and really do some some solid racing, uh, especially this last summer when uh, you and uh, looks like uh, Quinn Amiot uh, basically took the uh, took the Canadian Nationals on by storm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was never a great uh, mini bike rider, sixty five, eighty five super mini it was just never my strong suit at that point. I was always almost too big for those bikes by the time I got on them. By the time I got off at 65, it was almost too big for an 85. Um, and then once I hit a big bike, I got a 125 and rode that for a year and kind of started figuring it out a little bit. And then once I got onto 250 was when I kind of started turning things around and became like one of the top juniors in Alberta and then kind of came through the juniors and won everything in Alberta and then uh, went to intermediate and then – uh yeah won everything through alberta and intermediate went to walton uh put on a pretty decent couple of races at walton in 2018 and then um yeah went pro had a first bad first year pro but as soon as i got on the big bikes i kind of started picking up the pace and i was like okay this might be something i'm able to like maybe strive for work towards so yeah, no big deal. Just won everything locally and just went on to Walton. Just like slowly, just kind of like just throws that in there. No big deal. Uh, that's 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 awfully impressive, man. And honestly, the one thing that uh, steps like sticks out in within what you just said there is that difficult first year in pros. And I feel like that can be such a uh, like. Um, for a lot of young riders who do extremely well in, in junior and intermediate, uh, if they struggle right out of the gates in pro, it can really sour them. It can really uh, uh, create a situation where they're, they're really not happy about it. Because a lot of times you get guys on 80s and 125s uh, or when they first get onto 250Fs, like they don't lose. They, if, they, if they get anything, it's second. And all of a sudden they get to the pro class and all of a sudden they get like seventh or eighth and they're like, what just happened? And you see them like just that's a bad taste in their mouth. You don't see them come back very quickly. Um, what was it about 
like your rookie season that allowed you to sort of persevere and say, you know what, like, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take my lumps this year. I'm going to come back next year and be better. Yeah. I mean, um, so like 2018 last year intermediate, I was going to move up before Walton. I was like, all right, I'm just going to put my pro plates on and call it that. And then the sites family gave me the opportunity to go to Walton. And I think without that opportunity to go to Walton and see what I can actually do against some of these kids that I've never raced before was, kind of the motivation to push through like the next year in 2019 um training in california crashed and broke my wrist so i completely missed the uh the first year in my pro my first pro career race was uh 20 was last or uh when was it 21 in walton was my first pro race actually as a and for the nationals so um yeah i mean it was a lot of waiting around and kind of twiddling my thumbs waiting to go racing and do a national again but uh, i just kept riding kept motivating myself uh put more work in in the gym since i wasn't able to do anything else so i think all that kind of pulled up to give me the opportunity i had this year certainly like the last two years have to have sort of felt like a failure to launch as far as like any type of canadian motocross pro career in the fact that we basically due to covid and it's completely out of everybody's hands is we had two essentially years of uh the ontario slash quebec nationals the the series was limited as to where it where it could go what uh, what events it could have and then obviously 2020 was also just if if it wasn't covid it was mud uh which was a which was a total bummer things come back this year and what was the prep like for you when you knew okay this is the series it's going to go from here across the country uh like obviously uh like at one point you're probably thinking that the gas bill was going to be about half of what it turned out to be uh but um like i, I got to imagine that you were uh you're champing at the bit to get going once things uh, sort of opened up even though you weren't going to be able to go back to calgary and you're going to go back to the uh the sprawling metropolis and a fantastic raceway that is drum heller I'm kidding though. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, no, it was, uh, unfortunately this year, uh, 22 or like this year turned, just turned 23. Uh, I had grown up to moved in with a couple of buddies and trying to get my life going, get a decent job, start trying to just build myself up. So I wasn't able to go to California or do any of the things that I was kind of hoping to do. Um, I was able to go out to BC a bit and, uh, just ride some, trails like in Kukanusa, Tata Creek, um, just try finding something to get me on the bike or as, as early as possible. So there wasn't a crazy amount of preseason riding that I was able to do until we opened up in Calgary here at the track. Um, but a lot of just gym fitness. Um, I think that's really what turned my, my, uh, kind of career around from where I was before to what I am now. Um, I never took the fitness end of it serious. So this year I had, a my mechanic and trainer Pat Shippett really helped me out with getting my training figured out and um, just being strong for riding this 450. Um, first year on the 450, so I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to be expecting for the Nationals and what I should have done, what I shouldn't have done. So um, he really helped me out with getting getting prepared for the season. Being prepared is is one of the most important things when taking on a summer like this. Burnout is is extremely easy when when it becomes between traveling and trying to ride during the week. And these races are no joke. Uh, it, the, the the Canadian Nationals they're not as long as an American National, but they are still very uh, 
very strenuous and the heat is is real and honestly because it's a shorter race you guys are able to sprint the entire time um what did you do in the gym to be able to prepare for that obviously switching to a brand new motorcycle in a 450 is, is an adjustment in itself but also being able to uh basically taking on um a program throughout the summer that you've never had to uh never had to deal with before uh awfully hard to prepare for something that you've never done before yeah, it was a it was kind of a roll of the dice when what we were what we were doing. We weren't sure if this was perfect or if we should have changed something up. But um, a lot of weight training, a lot of just building the muscle to handle that 450 for a full 30 30 plus two in some crazy conditions that I've never raced. So uh, yeah, I mean we were kind of kind of just swinging out a ball at that point, um, hoping that what we everything we were doing was correct, and it seemed to work out. Uh, some different things I want to change up for this year uh, for the for the bike riding end of it for what I should be training on for dirt and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, all learning, all learning this year. Big learning experience, and you did so with uh, uh, a fellow combatant. You and uh, Quinn Amiot seem to get on pretty well. How what's the relationship there? How how well do you guys get along? And uh, I, I need your best Quinn Amiot story. I'm gonna put you on the spot for that. Oh man, I need to have you think about that one. We've had some some pretty fun times. I mean, this the he brought me into his family, let me stay at his house and everything like that. He's a he's a brother to me now. Um, the kid's an unbelievable person and absolutely one of my best friends. So, um, might have to might have to wait for the the Quinn Amiot story though. I do not have anything on the top of my mind that I could really say that's that funny right now. Fair enough. Well, I think the two we're going to have the two of you on the podcast in one week's time, and I'm sure we're going to have to th- have both of you throw each other under the bus. But uh, let's focus a little bit more on uh, the the task at hand, which is uh, putting our best foot forward at this uh, this weekend's uh, Triple Crown Series rounds five or four and five of the Arena Cross Series uh, coming to Calgary. Uh, a lot of hometown fans. I'm sure there's some people. Uh, there's going to be a ton of people that you know in the stands, being able to to, to race in front of the hometown crowd. That's got to be exciting for you. Uh, how, what have you been doing to prepare, and uh, what's the excitement level rolling into a weekend that should be pretty special? I mean, I'm not going in with too much expectation on myself. I've been notoriously like kind of squirrely when it comes to the arena cross end of things um since i was a kid juniors intermediates pro races and chilliwack like i've found a way to end up on the ground pretty much all the time so my plan is to get through like the, the weekend in one piece go have some fun um i honestly wasn't 100 percent sure if i was even going to race this race until probably two three weeks ago when we were able to figure out if i was able to get a 250 from man luck or not um they got me bike figured out got everything situated and i'm like well if we got a bike we might as well go racing so um i've been riding at the sites family's place a little bit i think we might try riding keel and Bestons track this week hopefully tomorrow if it uh if there's snow melts in calgary we got probably a foot of snow on saturday so fingers crossed that all melts and we're hopefully able to get a couple laps in here before the weekend so Oh, well, you know how the weather is in in Calgary, T. If you don't like it, just wait 15 minutes. A Chinook will roll in, and all of a sudden, you guys are racing again. Uh, and I'm all PB and jealous over here. Um, great to hear that you've got a great relationship with uh, the Sites family. JC is awesome, and on this podcast as well will be Dexter a little bit later on. Looking forward to chatting with him. He's a great kid. I uh, was bummed to see him miss out a lot of racing this last summer. But, uh, like... W- 
how have you been able to develop, develop a relationship with JC and, and their, his family? Uh, great people. Uh, obviously, that, that creates the connection with uh, Fox Racing Canada. You've done a great job uh, representing those guys. And, uh, yeah, making the gear look good, man. Yeah, no, um, I've known, known the Sites family since I was real young, like probably five, six, like is when I first kind of met JC when, uh, when we got that first Yamaha from him. Um, then we kind of went our separate ways. I went to a dealership in uh, High River where I'm from actually. Is, uh, well, it was called Chunk Motorsports. So um, then that shop shut down and we went to Cycleworks Foothills, which was just outside by Oaks again. And uh, JC ran that shop and my mom worked there for him. I worked there for him at the, when I was 13, cleaning the floors, mopping the floors, washing bikes. Um, and then ever since that point, I've been kind of, they've just been part of my family. Um, all the time going to races, going to BC to go to Kamloops. I'd jump in with them. They'd take me to West Cans out in Raymond and Alberta here. Um, I'd jump in with them. They'd take me. We'd go to California. They've been a, a huge part of my life for a very, really, really long time. Dexter is my little brother and treats me like a, like a big brother, and I treat him like a little brother. So uh, I can't say enough good things about that family for the amount of, amount of amazing things they've done for me. So. That's unreal, man. So good to hear it. And uh, yeah, I was bummed to see Dex not able to ride nearly as much as he probably wanted to this summer. Uh, he got probably as much riding time as I've had in the last decade when he was down in California. Uh, and then uh, that just wasn't able to, uh, to due to injury, just wasn't able to turn that into an awesome season outdoors. But uh, the kid's got a super bright future. And um, like, I think he's coming for you, man. It's not going to be long before uh, little brother is nipping at the heels. He'd even probably do so on a super mini, let alone a 450. Oh, yeah. When we go out to, like, Calgary here and we do some, like, fun motos on the track, like, I have to I have to push to keep up to him and, like, make a pass. Like, it's not, it's not easy getting around him anymore like it was when he was on a 65 and a 50. I could kind of just bunt him around and he couldn't do anything about it. But now it's... He's got the bike skill to, to move me around a little bit more on the 450 and he's not afraid to. So it's... Uh, it's fun watching him grow up and uh, the progression he's making on a dirt bike. It's he's an unreal kid to watch ride a an eighty five and a super mini. Certainly is. Well, like you, you didn't. Did you spend much time on super minis and and uh, and eighty fives? Like uh, I know in in the amateurs, it's, it's common for kids to kind of stay down a little bit longer. Uh, but you're a pretty big guy. I'd imagine you're probably on two fifty fs at the age of like thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, I got my first one twenty five when I was twelve, and then. Uh, yeah, I only had maybe two, three years, maybe two years on an 85, one year on a super mini before I was just too big for, too big for the little bikes. So I had to get to get on a 125 and then, yeah, I was probably 12, 12 and a half by the time I had a 125 and we sold the 85s pretty much right after that. Cause I just loved the way the big bike felt when I was just, cause I was just so used to being too big for bikes and finally having a bike that fit me was, uh, really turned my, my riding around. So. Awesome, man. Well, we wish you the best of luck this weekend in uh, Arena Cross in Calgary, but that's not the only Arena Cross on your schedule. In in a couple weeks' time, you'll be heading off to Brooks, Alberta uh, for the, the tight confines of a hockey rink again to, to be racing. Um, and I understand on top of that, you'll also be uh, to lending a hand as far as uh, cultivating some skills among the youths of, uh, of motocross, which is always awesome to be able to give back. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty cool little event that uh, Paul Lavoy from LRX Performance is holding. Um, just a, a small arena cross race in Brooks, Alberta. It's a, 
uh, just more of a family family grace. Like everyone usually shows up and everyone knows each other. And uh, Quinn and I are both holding a, a school. I believe it's Saturday morning before the races. So that should be fun and see what to see if we can help out the, the younger generation of motocross. So see what we can do. What would you say is the, the most common mistake for maybe some young racers that are listening, uh, something that can really help um, them just like clean up their, their uh, style a little bit uh, technique wise. What are, what's some of the, that can be the linchpin to dropping those lap times? Um, I've always believed that at, the, at a younger age, it's more important to focus on the riding technique and the riding style than the speed. Um, that's just always what I've found. I've seen a lot of kids come up through the ranks and their fathers are pushing them to go faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. And it seems to just push them out of the sport. So if they can have fun and learn and keep learning through the sport, I think it's going to progress them to a, a longer career in the, in the industry for sure. Awesome, man. Well, good to hear. Uh, last thing I have for you is uh, you were one of the individuals got, that got an opportunity to try try the new Instincts as well as the new Motion Boot. I'm actually not sure if you got to try the Motion, but I've definitely seen you in the Instincts, uh, which is a brand new boot for Fox Racing Canada. They did a little reboot with their entire boot line and, and introducing that new mid-level boot as well with the Motion, which I believe uh, Danica White as well as, uh, as Dexter Sites are currently in. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new boot? Uh, I like that the instinct's a little bit stiffer now than it was uh, with for previous generations. You still get that step in comfort, but now with a little bit more stand up, so that you can uh, you can handle those uh, arena cross whoops maybe a little bit better. Yeah, I haven't tried the motion. I do have the instincts though, and I absolutely love them. Um, takes a little bit longer to break in, which I'm not complaining about because the old boots were always like you threw them on, you did a moto, and they were comfortable instantly. And uh, the new ones took a little bit more time to break in, but. Um, I mean, you can, for myself being a pro, I can hit something to absolute 10 feet, 20 feet past landing to flat and it doesn't hurt my ankles. The old instincts, you'd have to kind of be a little careful on where you were stepping on the pegs and how far you were jumping stuff and like where you were placing your feet. And, uh, these new ones, you, you just bomb through them. They don't blow out. They don't clap out. Um, I probably have 50 hours on these boots and they still feel like the day I bought them. They're super stiff, super comfortable and have nothing bad to say about them. I absolutely love these new boots. So you hear, you heard it here first. If you're as sketchy in arena cross as T parrot, you can get yeah. yourself a brand new set of instincts and not worry about over jumping the catapult. No problem. Um, Awesome, man. Well, this is so much fun. I'm so glad that we were able to uh, to connect. Like I said, we're going to do it in one week's time again so that we can chat and uh, and get a little back and forth between you and Quinn, uh, maybe even mix in some conversation about uh, his efforts in the pit bike of Nations, where I think he was uh, uh, pretty instrumental in how uh, Team Canada did. Um, but yeah, this was a lot of fun. I, I know you've got a, ton, you got a ton of list of sponsors that you'd love to thank. I'll give you an opportunity to give those guys some love. Yeah, I just want to thank the whole uh, Man Luck, Rock River, Jack Carter Power Sports Group, um, Fox, uh, SKDA Graphics. Oh, man, there's just there's too many people. Enzo, uh, Blood Lubricants, Wide Open Performance, Yamaha, Matrix, Guts, Recluse, uh, FMF. Yeah, just everyone that uh, gave me a hand this year. I can't, can't, couldn't do without everyone. So, yeah, just big thanks. 
Awesome, man. Well, this this was awesome. Can't wait to have you on again uh, later on, as well as uh, uh, sometime down the road before the 2023 season starts. But uh, thank you so much for making the time today. Yeah, absolutely, man. I really appreciate this opportunity to, to come on the podcast. Uh, first one, so I'm pretty excited about it. Love it, man. Well, do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. And there you have it. That's tea time. That's T Parrot here on the Big MX radio podcast. Couldn't be more stoked to have had him on the show. A guy who I've wanted to have on the show for quite some time and finally got that done. Just reached out to T earlier on this week and was able to uh, coordinate that. And we're going to be welcoming him on again next week. Um, first and foremost, I want to give a huge shout out to the whole Southern Alberta motocross community. Uh, The togetherness of that community is something that's pretty unrivaled uh, across the nation. I don't know if they truly realize uh, how tight-knit that community at least seems to be. Uh, It's something that I certainly strive for to have somewhere like like I aspire for the the local community to be a lot like it. Uh, and I think a lot of it's surrounded by obviously uh, being able to go to Wild Rose as often as they can, uh, race there, and uh, they've got an, another a ton of great tracks as well to uh, sharpen people's skills and compete. And uh, just seems like a great place to, uh, to race and ride. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to get out there and do some of that next summer. Um, Great opportunity for for us to connect with T, kind of uh, the uh, older brother, so to speak, to uh, Dexter Seitz, who's going to come up right away here on the Big MX Radio podcast. want to thank uh, JC Seitz uh, over at Fox Racing Canada for being so kind and uh, um, just working with me so much over the last year. It's uh, It's been a humbling experience to work with a guy like him, who I truly feel uh, I see as a bit of a mentor and uh, helps me continue to keep driving forward to make these podcasts what they are. Uh, and same thing with Danica White. Um, Danica is a huge part of why that uh, community in Southern Manitoba, or Southern Alberta rather, it for, for motocross and off-road in general, off, uh, motor, motorcycle riding is so vibrant, uh, of course, with Servant Berms, uh, basically a community of young women who uh, celebrate getting out there on two wheels, celebrating throttle therapy and getting after it. And I absolutely love that. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to W Wheels USA, uh, John Anderson and uh, Kristen over there, um, having some faith in me for the, uh, the next calendar year, uh, coming on the podcast as a sponsor. We really want to thank those guys and want to let you know that if you uh, order a set of wheels through WSA and mention Big MX Radio, uh, you're, you're going to get some preferential treatment. Uh, you get the, the royal treatment from those guys, as you always do, but you'll also probably save some money on that as well, and uh, and that helps us out a lot as well. So mention Big MX Radio if uh, if you need a new set of wheels from WUSA. Uh, save yourself some money and uh, let them know that uh, you heard about them from Big MX Radio. Uh, so without further ado, let's move things on over to uh, Dexter Seitz, uh, a young up and comer. Uh, kid's got a great attitude, and he was a lot of fun to have on the show. So let's let's throw it over to him. And now with us on the line for his second appearance on the Big MX Radio podcast. We just had his uh, big brother from another mother on the podcast. And now we got the little brother uh, who is just as fast in his own right. The kid is lighting it up. He uh, was unable to uh, 
have a full summer of racing and riding due to some injury, but looking forward to having him on to talk about it, as well as some arena cross he was, he was able to race recently. Uh, this particular episode and this particular podcast, uh, and this guest brought to you by Fox Racing Canada. Welcome back to the podcast, Dexter Sites. Yeah, thank you. I'm stoked to be here. Hey, thanks for making some time, man. Uh, you are fresh off a couple of arena cross races in British Columbia. You and dad, uh, and likely mom as well, flying out for some racing, uh, getting some gate drops under your belt for the first time uh, since your injury. Uh, tell me a little bit about those weekends. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I um, I showed my speed pretty well. I was always up there in the top three battling. Um Got a few wins the first week, and this weekend I couldn't get any, but I was up there battling, especially the last moto. Me and Jaden Riley were going at it. It's a blast. Hey, nothing better than uh, battling with some close friends, and uh, yeah, it's you, you don't get to win every single weekend. Heck, I, I know that all too well. Uh, raced for 19 years before I got my first W. Uh, you're, you're a little bit more accustomed to them, um, but uh, what was it like uh, finally getting behind the gate after uh, quite a few months uh, and quite a few weeks uh, on the shelf? Uh, you were dealing with an injury. Oh man, it felt amazing. I was I was so stoked. We were um we were gonna go to Horn Rapids for an outdoor race a weekend before, but we were on our way and we end up couldn't we couldn't make it because of our motor home. It broke down on the way, but I was a little nervous to get the gate drop because I haven't gone one in a while. But once I was on the gate, everything just felt normal. Yeah, everything comes back pretty quick. Uh, they they say it's like riding a bike sometimes. Uh, but you you were off the bike for much of the summer, uh, which had to have bummed you out. What exactly were you dealing with, and uh, and what was the process of sort of getting back to riding? Uh, I broke my hip socket and tore my abductor muscle off my bone. Oof. So put me in a put me in a wheelchair for two and a half months, and then. I was on crutches and a cane for another month. But um, it was pretty hard to deal with the summer, especially all my friends were playing and racing and riding. I couldn't really do any of it, but it was quite hard. Certainly, man. Like You, you obviously spent a lot of time uh, down south getting ready for the season, a season that sort of uh, never really launched for you. Uh, like Obviously, the, the uh, Arena Cross Series that you're racing right now is almost sort of like an off-season series uh, after uh, racing some outdoors or what you were hoping to be some, some solid outdoor finishes and whatnot. Um, like... What was uh, like? What was the process like getting back on the bike? Uh, I know you went out to Wild Rose a little bit. I'm I'm assuming that you were faster than me almost right away. Uh, but uh, how quickly were you able to sort of uh, get acclimated back to the bike? And uh, did you have any sort of process as far as uh, getting yourself acclimated again? Sort of take it easy for a few uh, for a few rounds out there, or uh, as soon as you're feeling comfortable, just let it rip. Well, when we're on our way to the track, my dad said that. I got to take it slow and just do corner drills and practice technique. But as soon as I got on the track, I was riding just as fast as I was. Like, as soon as I left, I felt so good. And everything, like like you said, it just like riding the bike. Everything just felt so normal, and I felt, like, amazing. I just, my, um, my fitness was in there. I was trying to do, like, bike rides and stuff every day to, um, like, get my cardio in. But on that bike is different. I started getting an arm pump. So that was the biggest thing is that I couldn't ride for very long because I was tired for the first few times. 
And then after that, um, I was just getting sore, like really sore every day. But as soon as I got past the point where I wasn't getting tired anymore, I could do long motos, I was, wasn't was getting as sore as I was, it felt so good and I felt normal. It sounds to me that you, that you, you know what's best for your program better than Dad does, clearly. He, he's advising you to sort of take it easy a little bit, take a little bit off that fastball, and, and you're like just, hey, hey, uh, hey, old man, watch this. And you just come out guns a-blazing. Uh, hats off to you, man. That takes uh, uh, some serious stones, and you were able to just uh, basically just show the, man, show the old man what's up. <laughs> yeah, he... Um... He knows quite a bit about moto, but I know more about my body, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, man, it, like, from the videos I've seen and some of the pictures, it looked like you were up to speed right away. Uh, that's got to feel good. And then also roll, give you some confidence uh, rolling into some uh, some indoor races uh, that you're going to hit throughout this fall. Yeah, um, I was running really good. I was running at my house. I have a supercross track, and then I was running at Keelan Meston's house for a bit. He has an arena cross track, and I was I was actually ripping on arena cross. I felt really good. Came in decently confident, not like the most confident, but I just wanted to do good and like show that I'm still there and whatever. But as soon as I got to that track and I did practice day, I just knew I could win, and I felt amazing. That's got to be a good feeling, man. Like uh, for you, uh, getting up to speed. Like, what is that? Wh- what needs to happen for you to be able to adjust to, to have that feeling on the track? Is it like being able to hang it out a little bit? Is it being smooth on the track? Um, what are some of the sort of like when when you're out there riding, some of the things that are happening on the bike that tell you, hey, I'm ready to really pull one out here. It might sound weird, but when I start throwing whips and scrubs, that's when I'm. That's when I'm feeling good and I'm ready to throw down a fast lap. And that's when I'm throwing pretty big whips, I'm feeling good. <laughs> okay, okay. Very much like a, a young Josh Grant uh, just getting that grease meter all loaded up. And, uh, yeah, you probably saw uh, both Josh and uh, and his sons racing around uh, Southern California this last winter. You spent a lot of time down there with your dad prior to your injury. And, um yeah, like you, you, you spent a lot of time down south, didn't you? Yeah, it, I spent, I think it's two months down south, or maybe Oof. three months, but it was a long time. We were, we were actually planning to come back, but my dad's work was just, um, it was almost better to stay there. And in my school, I was actually getting like better grades doing homeschooling than in person. So my mom had to fly back and forth because she had to go home and work but me and dad stayed out there for yeah two or three months yeah just your dad doing zoom calls at the track while you're logging laps uh just uh every single time you go out there getting a little bit faster what are some of your favorite tracks in southern california to do some riding well if i want to like go fast and do some motos i like to go state fair it's got good dirt just like blackfoot it's a good place to train um but, like, to have some fun and, like, let it out is uh, Cahia, just a little sand track that's fast and has big jumps. That's definitely my funnest track that I like. Awesome, man. Well, I, I love both those tracks. Uh, Cahia Creek is, is a track that you can really open the thing up on. Are you looking to spend some time uh, down in California again? Or are you basically, like, getting into your dad's agenda and say, yeah, we're going down January 1st. We're going to be there basically until the snow melts. And uh, that's what kind of program we're on now, Dad? Yeah, I'm, I'm 
<laughs> no, um, yeah, we're going down um, mid-December, I'm pretty sure, maybe later December. Uh, well, we're actually going to stay in the motorhome this time. The last few times we've been, um, last year we rented a house, and then this year, yeah, we're going in the motorhome, so should be nicer. I have my friend, one of my neighbors, one of my best friends, he's um, going to come down with his trailer and come ride with his family, too, for the winter, so not sure how long we're going to stay, but hopefully it's pretty long. <laughs> no kidding, man. You can never get too much time uh, down south riding when it's uh, when it's cold and miserable up in Canada. Um, I, I honestly, I, th- I think that spending a lot of time down there definitely helps your speed and your progression every single year as you move along. Uh, like anytime, uh, one of the things that really holds back a lot of Canadian racers is, is having all that time off in the wintertime, of course. Calgary, uh, you have an opportunity to ride uh, Wild Wild Rose on a almost at least nine ten months out of the year, um, but uh, obviously with some snow on the ground makes it a whole lot diff- more difficult. If you can make it down to Southern California, uh, that definitely helps. So when you're down in California, or whether you, or even if you're uh, you're at Wild Rose uh, logging lap times, because I, I I heard from T Parrot that uh, sometimes he has a hard time getting by you. Um, what is it that you work on the most as far as uh, like technique-wise to help drop your lap times? We know you can get the bike all kinds of sideways. You can whip it way better than, uh, than I probably ever will. Uh, but what are some of the things that you do to sort of drop your lap times and make sure that when the gate drops, uh, you, can, uh, you can show out for the fans and, uh, and make sure all the guys are, are looking at your behind? Well, what I really try to work on is roll speed. Um, roll speed is my big thing. I'm not really the best at it. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I know that, like, Ken Roxon, all those guys, they have the best roll speed, even Dylan Wright. And it proves, like, they're not slowing down much on the track. They're not going as fast as they can, but they're keeping that mid-speed all the way around the track. And that's what I try to focus on. And it, it feels, honestly, it feels a little bit slower, but when you look at those lap times, they're going faster. Yeah, it's all about the stopwatch, man. Uh, not necessarily the eye test sometimes, and uh, uh, certainly it seems like uh, the new style is to keep the fleet on the pegs through corners. A lot of standing, guys like Jet Lawrence doing that all the time, and uh, all that adds up to uh, you more than likely already being faster than your dad. That was my next question for you: Are you faster than him? But I think it, like the better question is: How long have you been faster than your dad? Um, it's been about a. Last year, like, exactly a year ago, we were battling pretty good, but he hasn't been run much. Like, uh, during the summer, he wasn't riding much at all. And then he got a new bike during West Can. Right. And wouldn't ride it for, like, a month. Scared of you. Finally, yeah, clearly. He to go to the track once. And then once he went that once, he's been going quite a bit lately. So he has been getting better, and he's having fun with it now. So when you're heading out to the track, are you like, hey, dad, like maybe just work on some corners, like take it slow. I know you haven't been riding much, like, uh, like just, just ease yourself back into it. Or are you just telling him to send it like you do? I tell him to send it. <laughs> just send he, it. He Absolutely. I, I tell him to. All right. All right. So my next question for you, you're, you're head to toe Fox. We know this. Uh, but if, if I had to limit you to just one piece of Fox racing equipment, um, to wear, whether it be boots, 
uh, jersey and pants, gloves, helmet, goggles, uh, but you're only allowed to wear one thing. What is that absolute one thing that you need to have on race day to uh, to be able to be comfortable and feel protected? Oh, that's, that's difficult. I think I would go with the helmet. I think they're comfy and it's nice, but, you know, the new motion boots are right there. So, I don't know. The shift kill? It does, yep. Okay, I, I love the shift gloves. <laughs> It sounds weird, but they're so thin and nice. I, I can't really ride without them. They're so comfy. Fair enough. What are you? Are you like Dino and go with the red gloves? Or are you making your own style? No, I just go with the black gloves. <laughs> Black gloves, fair enough. Just keep like black goes with everything. I completely understand. You mentioned the motion boot, which is which is cool because uh, you, as a youth rider, uh, younger guy, uh, you can fit into the smaller sizes. Of which the motion does go all the way down to I believe five and a half, or, or even smaller than that. Um, how, how much of uh, a little feather in your cap has that been? Being able to ride with those boots for quite a long time, if I'm not mistaken, you've had those on a lot longer than people even realize they've been in production. Um, those, those, that's a great boot. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, they are, they're amazing for kids like me. Like I'm older, but I'm very short and I have tiny feet, but before in the boots, I was in were the kids boots and they're, they're really good, but this new motion boot that I can get in is just that much better. It is crazy. It feels, it's just very comfortable it's really stiff and supportive, but not too stiff. But yeah, as soon as I first put them on, it took a little bit to get used to in the first day. Once I got by that first day, it was amazing on them. For sure. A, a kid of your uh, racing level and skill level, uh, you need a boot that can that can hold up, but is also going to fit properly. I think the motion uh, fits just just right as far as that is for you uh just basically all, all of the checking off a lot of boxes there for you glad those things are now available on uh foxracing.ca as well as a local dealer um for yourself uh who how can people follow along on social media so they can just keep tabs and all thing dexter sites because uh, honestly you're a really fun follow you're a kid that clearly has a lot of fun on two wheels uh and, and enjoying your sport how can people follow along Oh, uh, my Instagram, the real Dexter fifteen. Then I got my um, my TikTok, the real Dexter fifteen, the exact same. And then, honestly, that's really it. I don't really have much other socials that I like post on or anything. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, everyone, if you're not already following the real Dexter fifteen, uh, you're 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 missing out. Go ahead and do so. Follow along. This kid's gonna have a bright future. Has a bright future within the sport of motocross. And he's just a rad kid in general. So follow along as we go. Uh, last couple questions I have for you on the podcast here, Dex. Uh, who is your current favorite Canadian pro motocross racer? And you can't say Ryan the new Flockhart because we already know that that's who it is. Oh, that's, that's tough. Um, uh, I would either want to say Dylan Wright or Ryder. I, I like, I really like Dylan's riding style. He's got a really good riding style, and he gets the job done every day. Like, he went, I don't know how many rounds it was, nine for nine. It was crazy how he did this year. And then I really like Ryder because he's one of my best friends. I can't really say I don't like him, but, yeah. 
Fair enough. Not not to mention the fact that I think you guys are maybe like three years different in age. He's he's uh, sixteen or seventeen years old, and you're 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 nipping at his heels. So the two of you will likely be uh, battling at the pro level at some point, I'd imagine. Yeah, pro- hopefully. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's do something that we haven't done for a number of years here on the Big MX Radio podcast. Something that I'm going to have to kind of throw you a little bit of a curveball, uh, but it's it's rapid reaction uh, word association, and that's why it has to be. I, I couldn't prepare you for this. Are you ready for uh, for some? Uh, yeah, word association. First thing that comes to your mind. I got a list of things to uh, to throw at you here. Are you ready? All right, perfect. So, first thing that comes to your mind when I say Wild Rose MX Park. Uh, best facility out there. Arena Cross. My favorite. <laughs> Southern California. Moto Heaven. T Parrot. Um, weird guy. What does what sound does a two-stroke make? the best sound in the world ronnie mack uh person with the best style in the world graphics Mm, nice nice looking 2023 fox racing gear Ooh, it's gonna be good Fair enough. That's it, man. Uh, this was so much fun, Dex. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how you do at the the Calgary Arena Cross this weekend. What are your goals for uh, for how to do uh, this weekend? And uh, are you also going to uh, to Brooks in a couple weeks' time as well? Um, we're not sure about Brooks yet. Um, we might go, but I might need some time time off the bike to help my hip. I'm starting to get more sore every day, but. Okay. Hopefully, I'll be good. But um, yeah, my goals for this weekend are obviously win. It'd be pretty cool. I have a lot of my friends coming to watch me, and yeah, I really hope I can get the job done. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Big MX Radio podcast. Uh, you're always a great guest. Thanks for uh, for making the time for us, and also thanks to your dad for uh, for letting you us use his cell phone for this particular interview. Uh, it's always fun to have you on, man. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thank you very much. No problem, buddy. Uh, do you have some sponsors you'd like to thank before I uh, hang up on you? Oh, I'm gonna try and kind of wing it here, but um. Perfect. I'd like to thank KTM Canada, Blackfoot Motorsports, um, Fox Racing Canada, Juicy Wine, Rhino Park Canada, Enzo, Lime 9, Dunlop, MotorX, uh, XPR Motorsports, Matrix Contest Canada, Pat Automotive, Sosa, and yeah. My mom and, and dad yeah. for sure too. Mom and dad is absolutely. Mom and dad definitely help out uh, to the nth degree. Uh, Dexter Sites here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. If you're not already following the real Dexter 15 on Instagram, you are missing out and grow up. But uh, appreciate the time, man. Do not hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, let's cut it off right there. There you have it, guys. Big MX Radio Podcast, episode 877. I want to give a quick shout-out to T. Parrot as well as Dexter Sites for coming on the show. Uh, really enjoyed talking with both of them, uh, getting psyched up for the Triple Crown series. 
Uh, Arena Cross rounds four and five coming up this weekend in Calgary. Those guys are going to be absolutely crushing it and can't wait to see uh, what the track layout is. And I hope that uh, you guys fill the stands uh, for that particular event. It's going to be fantastic. And uh, I want to give a quick shout out as well to my amazing sponsors that keep this podcast going. Fox Racing Canada. Obviously, those guys are, are have amazing product, uh, whether it's on track or uh, off road or just casual wear they have great stuff as well as they did also um they've got gym gear on top of that so uh, whether you're training for motocross or laying down those lap times they have stuff for you and uh, i would highly suggest you guys going out and getting yourself something um I want to also give a quick shout out to Andy Gregg from Guts Racing Inc. Uh, Andy is extremely generous with me and always uh, like text back immediately. Great guy to work with. Uh, quick turnaround time for everything that they they sell. They have seat bases. They have seat foam. You name it. Uh, their seat covers are next level. Uh, they make great product. And uh, there's even some companies who turn two guts to to basically manufacture their stuff uh guts uh supports the sport to the next level and uh so so support them right back and uh if you're getting a new seat cover or you need a complete seat for your bike uh consider getting guts racing um obviously like i mentioned during uh, the break between the interviews wusa uh all things wheels john anderson kristen anderson over there they've got great product they've got great customer service and uh, whether they uh, take your stock hubs and build you up a, uh, a bulletproof set of wheels or um going out there and getting a brand new set of wheels tip to tail they've got some great options great colorways uh and uh, can really set your bike apart as well as obviously gonna uh, like get a little bit more longevity out of your bike because uh wheels are something that take a lot of wear and tear um Phoenix Handlebars, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed that on their Instagram, but they recently received a huge shipment, so uh, everything on their website is restocked and ready to rip, uh, so go ahead and do that. Jason Gerald over there at uh, Phoenix Handlebars does a fantastic job, and I hope that, hope that you guys uh, reward him um, by ordering up some handlebars, and uh, you can save 15% on their website on any purchase that you make with Big MX15 at checkout. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to this Big MX Radio podcast. It means a lot to me for anybody who takes the time to listen, as well as if you uh, take the time to go on Spotify or on iTunes and leave us a review. That's how uh, more motocross fans may find the Big MX Radio podcast. That would do us a huge favor by going on there uh, and give uh, some feedback, whether it's some, some constructive criticism. You don't have to give me a five out of five rating if you don't want to. If you have some suggestions on how to make the show better, all the, all the more reason to give us a review and we can uh, certainly go, go about uh, making it uh, that much better. Thanks again for listening to the Big MX Radio podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, Stay tuned for the next one. We should be coming out later on this week with uh, Chris Pomeroy from MXP Magazine as he goes through tip to tail on the brand new 2023 YZ450 from Yamaha. You guys have a great rest of your day. And as always, thanks for listening.